0: Hello, and welcome to the Death by Pegasus podcast. I'm your host, PSO, and with me today is...
1: You could just call me Tristan, like always.
0: Oh, damn. I, you know, I'm still not sure we did episode zero, you know, we could go to, you know, kind of show how the sausage is made, and, you know, I wasn't sure exactly what you wanted to do with that.
1: Uh, well, you know how it is, it's right now I haven't exactly, you know, created a... Universal Gamer Tag, I am a man of, what many people would say, mystery.
0: I, I don't think anyone says that.
1: Well, you haven't talked to people, then.
0: You got me. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> well, so, as far as news goes... Uh, mean, you can always stuff. just call me mm-hmm. the Big T if you want to. I do not like that. I do not like that so much my gain's gonna go up. That's that's how much I don't like it.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I guess we'll just move on then.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, this week we're going to talk about first-person shooters. We just died to go ahead and do video games as our first topic. Uh, next episode should be traditional games, unless we really have something video game-related we want to talk about. Um, outside Hello? of that...
1: Well, outside of that, there's not really anything going on, except for E3 has been going on, you know. it's Just a little bit of titles that we think we people should look out for, even though most of them were really just trailers. You know, the kind you, I guess, you were excited about as children, but right now, kind of just sick of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, as we were talking earlier off the mic, a lot of cinematic trailers and teasers and... Really, two things this E3 was pretty much. Uh, look forward to 2022 because, yeah, not much is coming out so far this year because of the delays, because of the quarantine and everything. And look at all these Left for Dead clones we're making.
1: Well, I mean, it's a good game. And it's a good
0: game. I mean, they're about good
1: enough that it needs to be made at least six more times.
0: I mean, so good that the demand has been there for like 10 years and they're just now getting to it. But yes, yes.
1: Hey, this is a slow-moving (laughs) industry. I'm not going to lie about that. They could have made... No, no. (laughs) They they churn out crap all the time.
0: Yeah, (laughs) no. So uh,
1: anyway, more into something more active with that. I mean, it was it's also the time where Steam seems to be doing another one of their let's release a shit ton of demos right now to see, you know, uh, test the waters, on all these indie developers, because, you know, somebody has to pretend to support them. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. hmm. I mean, so I'm pretty sure PSO over here hasn't really um dipped his toes into those sweet demos but i would have to say that i i have found that i have enjoyed a lot of them they're not any sort of like rinky dink things that seem to have been thrown together they actually are full demos actually like showcase the game fairly well the kind of demos that you don't really see triple a developers doing anymore
0: You see, back in my day, demos came on a disc, and we liked it. Mm -hmm. Like, we really liked it. You just have, like, stacks of fucking demos, man. it would be, like, the only games you had as a kid sometimes, while you're waiting for, like, birthdays or holidays to get a, you know, a new game from your parents.
1: Well, I mean, the whole games coming on a disc thing is still kind of being phased out, so.
0: Being phased out? I don't know if they've... I mean, is PlayStation Magazine still around? They still doing that? Uh, I don't know, man.
1: Well, I mean, they're cartridges for Switch, aren't they? Yeah, I guess they are cartridges. Well, whatever.
0: Do they again? I, I mean, yeah, maybe car- I,
1: I have them. I have oh Switch my god!
0: Cartridges. Oh my god! I don't even. I don't even. I've looked in the video game departments. I don't know if I've even seen freaking a kiosk with like you know playable games anymore. Just well, especially after the last year, it's definitely not a thing that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, they. I, they don't have that, but I mean, like, actual physical copies of games. Like,
0: well, yes. I have them. I mean, demos.
1: Mm, yeah, no, no demos. They don't do that anymore. Good. Like, yeah. it's very weird the fact that, like, Resident Evil consistently releases a demo right before they come out. Like, nobody does that in, like, high studios anymore. They just, I don't know, early access the game or something. Bullshit or what the hell ever.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as demos go, it's kind of a. God, I don't know. I would say back in the three hundred and sixty era, it was kind of the last great hurrah. It felt like there was a huge batch of demos like every week at that point.
1: Mm, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't remember that shit back then, especially concerning demos and stuff like that.
0: Pretty I sure I'm. I at had... I remember always looking around for the latest demos with my crew, because in between fighting games, we'd just always be like, well, you know, like we don't have any money, so we're just gonna see what demos come up on Xbox Arcade and play those.
1: Yeah, I guess so, but that was the time where I was, like, um, doing, like, PlayStation and then It was around that time where PlayStation got hacked or some stupid bullshit, Mm -hmm. whatever. So they kept giving free games and then they just like, hey, giving them free games made people keep their subscription. And then they just started doing that all the time. So it's like, okay, I just $10 a month and I just keep these free games for my PlayStation. So, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah,
0: you know, I guess over the last like two or three years, that's kind of been... Well, for obvious reasons, but that kind of be the new thing now, instead of just doing demos just being like, man, just give them a freaking full game that's been out for like a year already or whatever. That seems to be kind of the the trend, I guess, now. Well, I mean, it's not that
1: it's not like that's a bad thing. It's a good thing. No, you know. It's just, I mean, that's what Humble Bundle
0: does the majority of the time. True, Humble Bundle's been doing it for a very long time. That's just now, like, the major companies and stuff have actually kind of caught on.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's something I think we should discuss, like, actual, like, video game streaming services. Like, I'm a big fan of the Game Pass, but that's only because they're putting major titles on there. Like, Yakuza, like, the entire, like, modern Yakuza series is on there, and what they're teaming up with EA is kind of, like good good for it, especially when it's $10 just for PC to get all that stuff. But yep. moving on to the main topic right here. So we're talking about FPSs.
0: Oh my god. I,
1: I know, right? Well, so let's... what do you think is the main reason why we're talking about FPSs right now?
0: Jeez, I don't know. Maybe we're... There's a first-person shooter or something that we play a bunch, you yes. know, in our free time. Hmm. Uh, yes. Like, wow.
1: I know, like, who knew that Hello Kitty, My Island Adventure, has so many, like, hardcore FPS friends going on. It.
0: Yeah, the Fatalities were a bit weird addition, but, you know, we're all with it. <laughs>
1: yeah, but no, like, okay, so, like, my go-to is Apex Legends, and it has been for quite some time I think I only really like missed one season yeah I guess two technically I only played like a week of one season but yeah that's mostly it and so far when it comes to like leading the crowd in FPS as Apex Legends still seems to be the highest contender even still beating out your good old Call of Duty Hey, and I, I
0: I don't, I don't know them. Like, I don't know why you bring that up.
1: Like, okay, I, I'm just saying.
0: They think my man's, okay? Like, I don't know. You, you don't know? No. You don't,
1: know. okay. So, I mean, it's just going on here, and I guess we're just wondering exactly. Especially considering how both of us are. I mean, would you consider yourself more of a tabletop gamer than a video gamer?
0: Well, as we went into, like, episode zero, really, I've grown up with both. Honestly, I started with video games first, technically, but Tabletop really, like, just really took a lot of my time and money and effort growing up. Uh, Either way, it's like, no, I really wouldn't consider myself one or the other.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't consider myself one or the other either, really. I guess I just bring it up because... Out of all the things that's kind of like hard to replicate, first person shooters isn't something that has been able to be done really in a board game thing, like a sort of board game format. Like, I mean, we see Doom video games, and then, well, the Doom board game, and then there was also like um, Rainbow Six is getting their board game too, but I guess it's just. An odd topic to bring up because you can, like, sort of replicate a lot of experiences that you would find in video games and just translate into a board game. But FPSs seems to be a very unique interpretation of, like, I guess this interactive media that you can't really get in board games.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to replicate that uh, it's i've i've seen a lot of genres converted to board games that have worked out including fighting games of all things um but first person shooters i don't know they're just it's just by its nature i guess the whole first person aspect that makes that pretty hard to replicate
1: yeah i guess it is but it, i guess even then when you look at like certain like third person shooters
0: well, I would feel that's easier to replicate because that fits a board game style better. Like the uh the Doom board game by Fantasy Flight, that's pretty much a third person shooter if it was Doom, really. Just converted to a uh a board game.
1: I guess that's true. I mean okay, so just looking back onto it, like I think one of the very first FPSs I played was Golden Eye, and good one. I guess even then, when you think about it, those that was weird because Golden is nowhere near the same as like what you'll consider an FPS right now. Because I mean, it's even I can't even remember if aiming is even really a thing in that
0: game. Yeah, had manual aiming. Was, yeah, I guess it did. It was it was doable. I had auto-aim because, obviously, first-person shooter on a console that wasn't the uh, Wolfenstein Doom Marathon style was going to be tricky without auto-aim.
1: With a freaking N64 controller.
0: Jesus yeah, course. I'm blaming that controller for my crippling carpal tunnel syndrome as an old person.
1: Okay, okay. well, I mean, that's convenient. You can send Nintendo that bill.
0: Uh, did you ever try to input the codes on Shadows of the Empire 64, thank you very much? Uh It no. acquired requ- four hands. Like, if no. you didn't have somebody to help you, you weren't inputting those cheat codes.
1: And no, then there's no, a, the no,
0: obvious no. Mario Party. It's... Frickin' Mario Party.
1: I, I, I don't think Mario Party has that difficult controls.
0: I mean, the controls aren't difficult. It's destroying your hands, trying to beat your opponents in the mini games.
1: I guess that's true. The more <laughs> likely, break that. I mean, that's how you lost controllers back then.
0: You but, know what? I, I I've only broken one controller. It was a GameCube controller, but I digress.
1: Well, I don't mean just broken. I mean, they just. I mean, eventually the button stops wearing or stops working because you just wore it down. You just used it a lot.
0: Well, going to that, since you said Gold and I was your first one, I guess I kind of added myself on that one. My first. Game series was would be like Wolfenstein 3D, Doom, uh, Duke Nukem, Marathon series, which highly recommend if you like the classic FPS style games. Marathons, all three games are free and run on modern systems. Uh, just look at Marathon Source Forge, and you should be able to find them. Uh, that was kind of my start with that, and I played pretty much everything you could imagine from late '80s to. All the way up till now at this point.
1: Yeah. I I've always had, I guess, a weird relationship with FES's in the fact that I don't I never really played them competitively until recently, I guess. And I I say that because after after the N sixty four I'm trying to think, what else did I play? And I played a lot of FPSs, but it was like, what, Time Splitter, Mm -hmm. Medal Mm -hmm. of Honor, uh, like the original Call of Duties. Um, I mean, but all of those are like, you know, single player campaigns, and those aren't exactly competitive. Yeah.
0: Uh, Thinking about all the first-person shooters I've played over the years, Outside of, like, with my friends, the only one I can think of, well, not the only one, but the first one I was actually vaguely competitive at was Halo. I actually used to play when Combat Evolved came out. I actually went to several tournaments, was actually fairly decent at it, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I played Halo, too, but I never, we never played anything competitive with it. It was was always couch co-op, and it was always the same people, and we were always just around
0: yeah oh definitely for everything up to that point like i said it was just that was probably my first competitive experience and then uh, oh i think i might have played some online call of duty tournaments the original maybe some medal of honor allied assault uh honestly there's like a weird dead period there i guess where i wasn't because by the time i kind of got back into gaming during like the 360 area era, era Stuff that wasn't single player was fighting games, so that that was like the competitive side of things for me.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I guess we'll get into fighting games later, but mm-hmm. I I guess I wanted to say just that I I played a lot of Halo, a lot of Halo Two, not really any Halo Three or any of that stuff, but it's just I remember this was during that time where. Especially during high school, I didn't exactly do a lot of traditional gaming. It was mostly just sh- shitty Eastern MMOs and stuff like that. What? Let's not talk about that. Anyway, the point is is that I remember specifically at one time when I played... one Because I wanted to start gaming a little bit more with my cousins to try to connect with that. And the only thing they were doing was just the straight Call of Duty bro shit, and I was like, okay, let's <laughs> do this. Because, and it was, it wasn't like playing Halo 2 at all, it was like, this is, somehow or another, FPS's became more, a lot more competitive, and a lot harder to play, and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit?
0: Yeah, the, the quicker pace, like, had been done before for, like, stuff like Quake and Unreal Tournament, But I will give it credit that just, like, the super fast-paced nature of the Call of Duty, especially once it got into the Modern Warfare series, definitely required it to be more skill-intensive, more everything, really.
1: Well, it it wasn't that, and I played, uh, yeah, an Unreal Tournament. I just remember that I did play a lot of Unreal Tournament by myself, too. That's depressing. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's not that, it's just it became a lot more mechanically intensive especially with a lot of I guess not just simply how guns work, but the fact that I couldn't just point and click and shoot people. I had to point and click and track and do all this micromanagement with my aim and all this other shit. I'm like, what the fuck?
0: It got more technical. I mean, that's also part of it when you make the gameplay faster. Like, Unreal, like I said, Unruly's Tart was faster, but kind of just gigantic hitboxes, gigantic frickin' projectiles. Like, it wasn't too hard. You just bit him over him, pew pew, dead. Yeah, move on to the next guy. And then we start getting all these games, like I said, Call of Duties, and...
1: uh I don't think even... was there
0: was anybody else in that era. I guess really it was Call of Duty, really kind of dominated
1: yeah, I mean that's I mean that's probably the only reason why they're still around. Uh, I mean but even then when you think about other like competitive FPSs there's stuff like Counter-Strike but even when you look at Counter-Strike how they handle recoil is more along the lines of just to RNG like sustained fire. Yeah, it's quite not a really bit about. about control half the time.
0: I mean, P ninety rush on a is you know fairly valid.
1: Yeah, it it is, but I mean, it's it's more along the lines of the same thing of like how Fortnite does their like whole recoil thing. It's just it's not controllable, and after a while, it's just RNG whether or not somebody dies. And I mean, I guess I I get that. I mean, people say something about shit about that, but I mean, it's just how you choose to mechanically handle that sort of thing so i guess the whole thing i guess i'm trying to just wonder is like when did it become the fact that like all, all fps games are just suddenly this highly technical competitive i mean bullshit I mean, think of like the last like single player FPS game you played and like other than Doom.
0: Yeah, that's, that's trying to think about it. I'm trying to think about the last modern first person shooter that wasn't like Doom twenty sixteen and uh Doom Eternal. I guess it was the Wolfensteins, but they're kinda of in the same like style and genre. Uh, huh. Yeah, you know. I mean, every one I can think of that kind of came out like over the last, god, console generation at least. Not since the 360 days, really. It's just kind of been a flop. Like, if it's just been dominated by Call of Duty for the most part. And there's been some good ones, you know. But, yeah.
1: I mean, and then, like, even then, when I think about, like, the latest ones, the only ones I can remember is stuff like, multiplayer from Halo, and then like Unreal Tournament, and those are all like arena shooters, which is fine and all, but every single time I try to think of like a fun first-person shooter that's just focused on a single-player experience, I can't think of one. And that may be because I haven't Tried that hard, I mean, I guess I remember Resistance, which was one of the launch titles for PS Three. But even then, like the single player of that was like, eh.
0: yeah, yeah, going that era, the PS Three Three Sixty era, it does make a lot of sense. There was there was a ton of shooters, and there was plenty, including the Call of Duties that had good single player experiences. I think a lot of it has to do with just the market ended up being, okay, well, you can have a single player thing, but that's your only focus. You're not going to sell a multiplayer aspect if you have it. And then you're not going to do as good if your multiplayer isn't like really good. So you're just going to spend your time on the multiplayer aspect because that's at the end what's going to sell more than just a single player or even like a complete package. And you just, you know, you just do that. And that was, I guess you can see like, how the genre changed from that, that whole era until we get to, like, the PS4, Xbox, Bone, X-Bone, whatever frickin' console that was, who knows? I don't think Microsoft knows. You get to that era, and what do we have? A bunch of Call of Duties. We have, what, two Halos that nobody really seemed to like? I don't know, I didn't get to play them, so I'm going to have to reserve judgment. But, yeah.
1: I didn't play 4, but I couldn't finish 3. It was... Yeah, so fucking
0: stupid. Uh, Halo 3 was all right. I liked Halo 3. I wish the remaster had been as good as 2s, but anyway. And 4 was 4 was okay. That gets into we can cover that when we start talking about what we really like to see and dislike, but I've got some <laughs> comps. I I've got some things to say about Halo 4 on that end. I didn't get to
1: play Halo 4.
0: Well, hey, look, it's on I the mean, uh, Master Chief collection, you know. Maybe we should finish our Halo 2 run, and, you know. Go through 3, I, and ODST, and you know,
1: 4. I, I guess we did. I mean, but I mean, the reason why we did it is because you know, they can't fix their fucking game, but whatever.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no.
1: I mean, I've also heard good things about the Titanfall series, which of course is, you know. Great,
0: great series.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I haven't I didn't care about the stuff when that came out, because one EA second, I didn't it was a time where first-person shooters were fo- so focused on multiplayer that anything talking about a single-player experience, I kind of just said, you know what? I don't give a fuck.
0: Yeah, we were we were still kind of there in the single-player aspect, but like I said earlier, that generation was definitely, you could see the shift, just because how Call of Duty was selling purely almost on the multiplayer. Like, everybody remembers the controversy around uh, Modern Warfare 2, uh, was it No Russian Left Behind? but yeah it's like multiplayer was selling so especially cuz thinking about it you know all the online services were really booming like we had it on PC for like since the frickin' 90s hell, even the 80s but you know consoles actually being able to connect to internet and you able to play and play somewhat reliably you know that was yeah. that was a big shift
1: it 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 actually was especially for like because I, I was, like, during that time, I had a PS3, I had the launch titles and stuff, so I had, like, Resistance and the series, and those like, I just was on multiplayer a lot, for some reason, just doing shit. Yeah, exactly, for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can't really say anything about that, because even I fell into the whole, like, well, it's there, and now it's endless hours of entertainment, especially when your campaign is five hours long yeah okay it's more like eight but still
0: <laughs> yeah eight we were still pushing like eight and twelve in that era now it's like five or six if that but no yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I fell into the same thing like i said i i picked that gaming back up in the 360 era as far as like actual video games go and I was playing fighting games because it was like, oh, I don't need to go to a locals, I don't need to like crowd around like a small back room somewhere for a bunch of other stinky nerds, you know, no offense, I'm one of those stinky nerds, but you know, it was like, oh, I can just play online. And looking back, yeah, the netcode's bad for like everything, including not just the fighting games. But, like, I played Halo Reach a, a lot, actually. God, I don't even know how much time I have clocked in that I'd have to boot up my 360 sitting next to me and figure it out. I played Modern Warfare 3, like, I, I played all that, too. Like, it was, it was the only thing to do when I wasn't working.
1: Yeah. During that time, right out of high school, I had a lot of free time. And it was mostly me just playing a shit ton of, like, JRPGs. I didn't play during high school for some reason or another. I'm not sure how that worked out, but yeah. A lot of other random gaming stuff like that. I that I mean that's when I started getting into like fighting games too. I mean my first real one that I actually took the time to learn was like Blaze Blue Continuum Shift.
0: Is that the first one or the second one? I don't remember the, the second s- one actually titles.
1: <laughs> yeah, the second one. The first one is Calamity Trigger.
0: Okay, yeah, it was Calamity Trigger. I remember... Was that the one that introduced the butler werewolf guy? Uh, yes. Okay. That'll be it. I'll have to have a story for that if we cover fighting games, which, hey, look, I know what next month's uh, episode on when it comes to video games should be about. I got some stories about that. But, yeah, yeah, it's...
1: I mean, just... Okay, so just knowing that, I mean, like what is it about FPSs that you find fun?
0: Well, as far as first-person shooters go, I, I wouldn't even say it's... So, immersion, even back like frickin' in the Doom and Wolfenstein days, was always a word that got thrown around, and maybe that's true? But I'm honestly not sure what about the genre I actually enjoy. Like, Seriously, 30 years into this and I don't know if I could actually put my finger on it. I don't I don't know if it's like a weird like instant gratification kind of thing, like moving around, shooting enemies, picking up items, exploring, just all of it being done at such a fast pace that tickles the brain in the right way or, you know, I don't know because it's not it's not really like the violence aspect, which I don't really want to bring up, but that's obviously with the history going back to Doom, Wolfenstein, all that stuff is definitely a part of it. It's not really that. Like I one of the goriest games I ever played and I loved as a kid was *Smith the Fallen Lords and you know it was kind of like just the RTS part of that was what I liked because it's an RTS so I I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, it is just the instant gratification when it comes to first person shooters and just you know interacting for environment, moving around and all that.
1: I think that is actually a little bit more, I guess, insightful th- than I think you're giving credit for, which is that, you know, gaming has come so far that first person, like FPS is, like the whole first person perspective, like people, like Skyrim, that whole thing, the Elder Scrolls series is actually a first person RPG. So, I guess the whole like element of first person has basically been separated from shooters at this point. And when you go back and start looking at some of these other games, even something like Goldeneye, you realize it's a game where the whole first-person aspect of it was more along the lines of a tool of straightforward immersion than just a straight actual mechanic, really.
0: Yeah, if... it was It was kind of just going to go, and I was just part of... Uh, it was just... Yeah, um, I guess that... <laughs> I'm trying to think how I would actually word that, but yeah, that's, I think, pretty fair. I mean, my... My impression, especially looking at, like, Nintendo Power and playing the demos before it came out on, like, you know, the Nintendo 64 console setups they had at stores, was that I was just really impressed that it was a PC-style 3D 3D first-person shooter on a console.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. And especially when... I start thinking about the games where first person, even just FPSs, where it's a focus of a single player experience, you kind of realize that when the game, when the mechanics of shooting is so toned down that it's essentially, you know, just point and click and just laser point precision and it's just hit scan weapons, it's not really about, I guess, shooting people. It's just another way to tell the story, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, the technical skill aspect of it is a thing. Um, hmm. I really have to think on that one. That's interesting.
1: Well, I mean, it's... Okay, so, I mean, we start going into other things, like, such as for instance, I'm trying to think of Some other game, because I know Overwatch isn't the first one that's done that whole, like...
0: Hero shooter.
1: Hero hero shooter thing, it's just... I'm trying to think of something that, I mean, uh, other than, like, Unreal Tournament, which had, like, guns that were so out there that, from the whole mainstream, that they basically were abilities and are as interesting as the ones you would find in Overwatch because when you really think about it it's the same principle the guns have their own special properties but it's not about controlling recoil or any of those other sort of things that you would find in more modern games it was just more along the lines of understanding the quirk of that weapon
0: yeah utilizing what you have I, that's actually a really good uh, uh that's a really good observation a lot of first person shooters up to a certain point were about utilizing what you had and you kind of see some of that in single player games, especially around the Call of Duty era. But that's where I'm in mean, original Call of Duty too. But for the most part, that's where like precision and technical still starts creeping in. Because it's not necess like there's technical parts you have to understand like recoil and bullet speed and damage and all that. And that's fine. But there's there's nothing else besides that. where you have those previous games. But you also have, like, crazy stuff like, oh, there's a magnet shot, and this is how a grenade ricochets, and, you know, just weird stuff like that. Where it's, that's also still a thing. Yeah, no, no, hmm.
1: Well, it's just, when you think about, like, I guess that's one of the reasons why you find things like Apex Legends is so entertaining is because it has that it's in that incredibly weird gray area where it has those modern mechanics for shooting guns but it still also has those weird wonky ability interactions and also that weird physics of like you can totally ricochet grenades off of random crap and you see a lot of like i guess outplays and a lot of maneuvers that go along in that game
0: Abilities in Apex, and that is something I really like about it, is that abilities plus maybe the occasional funky uh, gun choice, grenade choice, etc., do rely or do cause some like really interesting interactions and fun game moments. Um, like I said, it does kind of like scratch an itch that first-person shooters, honestly, outside of, like some indie titles, really haven't touched in a very long time.
1: Well, yeah, that that's true, and I mean, I guess taking a step back there, when you think about, like, Overwatch, one of the reasons why I guess I was, re- like, liked Overwatch when it first came out, and I mean, I still like it now, but it's just, you know, moved on and whatever, it's this huge thing of understanding mechanical complexity that puts it more along the lines, it's just a first-person MOBA. Yeah, really get down to it.
0: A lot of that. Overwatch, definitely, in that instance, is a big case of that. Apex, not so much. Apex is more closer to an arena shooter, which I'll say it pretty much is, outside the battle royale mechanics. Um, Overwatch, yeah. That's always been a good description. That's probably why I liked it when it came out, as I just come off salty league play. And it was like, oh, this this kind of scratches the itch. Boy, did I not know how bad that community was going to get, honestly, and how toxic. Um, but it really, yeah, it really scratched the itch and was a lot of fun. I mean, I don't know, I could look at how many hours I've logged in on Battle.net, but I played a lot of Overwatch when it came out.
1: And I, it's just weird how it, it I just find it so weird. And just the way that gaming has progressed in the lifetime of me being an adult to the point where there's so many different camps of gamers now. And it's just weird to have those stupid, like, Call of Duty bros calling themselves gamers when really all they do is just play one genre and kind of ignore the rest.
0: I don't think that disqualifies them from being a gamer. We could—that <laughs> would be a <laughs> dumb episode, yeah. but maybe fun to actually talk about what makes a gamer a gamer. It doesn't really disqualify them, but I do agree that you are very—you well, are limiting yourself a lot by not playing other games.
1: You know, that's that's basically what I mean. Is there's no just straight love of gaming? It's just you want to play Call of Duty and just first like hyper competitive first person shooters and that's to put it another way, that's like saying you're like you you're a painter and you only paint and you look at paintings, but that doesn't necessarily make you the greatest artist all around or even somebody that appreciates art when all you do is look at painting. And that I mean that's essentially how it is. Anybody that like truly holds themselves as an artist tries to explore every single media and facet of that form. So it's not just simply focusing on a single narrow thing. Granted, yeah, you can do that when you want to just become really good at it, but true encompassing of anything is that you need to explore all facets of it to more enrich yourself and understand it.
0: I mean not wrong human experience and just You know, like I said, experiencing things is part of any, literally anything, and just being people. Uh, I think part of the problem, though, is that... Well, I would say a problem. That is a thing, not experiencing other stuff. But as gamers, we're not really creating stuff. Not that gamers don't go out and create stuff, but I think that's a little apple and orangey kind of to...
1: Uh, really yeah, classify
0: I mean, it that way,
1: well, I mean, the other way, yeah, that analogy probably isn't the best. It's more along the lines of like if you compare like athletes, if somebody's good, really good at like tennis, that doesn't mean that they're good at football, yeah, I mean, granted, there are some really, really good athletes out there that you know they could just jump into other sports and still be at least somewhat decent but clearly michael jordan isn't one dang it i was gonna
0: say michael jordan (laughs) i was thinking about so bad i was like yeah i remember when he did baseball and then golf Yeah." yeah
1: yeah and he proved that he's a amazing basketball player but when it came down to it he's not the best athlete in the world yeah i'm sorry but that it that's basically how it how it worked out and When it comes to, like, especially, I think that's a a lot better, like, sort of analogy, especially considering how esports is completely out there and is becoming its own thing, especially with ESPN having their own streaming things. And I'm going to say there are a lot of, like, esports players out there and people that focus just simply on esports, and that's all well and good and everything, but, uh, I mean... There's a lot of people that can play esports, but then for some reason or other can't really do single player games. And I've seen that happen, and I find that weird.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's. I was definitely going from one genre to another can be a thing. I guess maybe chalking that up to how people. Maybe the whole instant gratification thing, thinking about it, like, you know, you play call you know, I don't want to pick on the Call of Duty players, I play it, so I'm with you guys on that one. But if that's like your game, that was the thing you're introduced to, even just first person shooters in general, and that's what you've played for a while, you really don't have a broad horizon. So yeah, you're gonna go into like a fighting game and be like, Well, I've got these reflexes and you know, I'm good at you know, whatever, first person shooter of choice, you know, will be fair nice here. And then, you know, you get dunked on. You get dunked on super hard. And it's like, yeah, well, it requires a... There's a lot of things in common. Like I say, anything that's not turn-based really is going to be about reflexes and, you know, technical skill. Well... But at the end of the day, they still do require different forms of that, different...
1: It is about reflexes, but you're forgetting that fighting games is also about pattern recognition. And being able to actually input patterns as well.
0: Well, so that's what I—that's what I mean, though—is that yeah. you have the reflexes and response time and all that stuff, whatever. But there's also this other thing that you know. Honestly, that—that that is there in first-person shooters. Let's not get a. Uh, yeah, you know, I once, mean, yeah, once you I memorize mean, the map, you know, you know the map. That's going to give you a distinct advantage. You recognize where people are going to rush for certain spawns. You know what kit they might do the old you know start the round grenade toss into the mm-hmm. deployment zone kind of thing
1: yeah I, I get that whole situational awareness and especially in the midst of combat and how having a cool head does that but that's that's the difference between like you know being able to read a situation to react properly and then doing a one-on-one match with your opponent realizing that they messed up and essentially three frames, and then knowing that this is the instance to choose between either doing a five-button input or trying to do, like, a ten-button reset. That's, that's like, not exactly as comparable right there.
0: Well, it, like I said, it's it, they are the same things, they're just not applied in that way. They are applied in a different way. So, you, know, you may have those things, you may be good at those things, but you're going to have to, the majority of the time, apply them in a different way. You're going to have to think about them in a different way, you're going to have to adapt to the genre and game you're playing. Yeah, yeah. You know, That's like funny. I said, they, they they do, the similarities are there, it's just, you know, how you apply them, recognizing the differences, and getting good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess that's true, but I mean you even if you go even like ask a bunch of esports players like changing genres is almost like next to impossible for them because even just changing games is like really difficult for them. Like you can't have like a Dota Two player go and play League. It it and it just doesn't it for it becomes too much effort for them. Because especially when you're talking about like milliseconds to try to win these games, it's just many many of them find it just way too taxing to try to switch games like that,
0: oh yeah, well, when you invest a lot of time and you invest you know that effort and the time it takes to do all that, yeah, I mean it is difficult. it's the same with anything really. It's not like you can't. People clearly can. You know, if you weren't able to, then, you know, growing up, which gets back to my earlier point, I think that the kind of hyper-focus on certain games and the uh, we were talking about earlier, the instant gratification, that leads to this thing where, like, yeah, they don't branch out into other genres, where you know, maybe I didn't have, like, a ton of games you know, like full games growing up but you know i would bounce around different genres they had demo disc full of just tons of crazy random mishmashes of genres you didn't usually just get like a demo that was like oh the new first person shooters of the year i mean they existed but you'd get like an rts and a puzzle game and a shooter and you know all third person game and a racing game and you know you'd play all that and we all have our preferences and there's games you would definitely get good at but, you know, you had that variety.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. It's just... When it comes down to it... What is... I guess, specifically, what was the whole point of getting good, especially back then? If, I mean, when you really think about it... Gaming didn't become super mainstream and popular with that kind of like, I guess you would say, competitive mainstream crowd until Call of Duty came around with the multiplayer. But it's kind of like that whole, you. I guess they created their own genre because it wasn't popular with them before and it just, I guess somehow happened, and I can only think of marketing being the reason that they somehow reached their target audience and created it.
0: Yeah, well, part of it might be marketing. Uh, around the era, a lot of it's just greater online acts, especially here in the US, I think, as we were talking earlier, apply to that was a uh, a big aspect of it. But you have to think that outside of like, the video game crash with the original like Ataris and stuff, as far as like an acceptable medium and just like the number of people like picking up consoles, PCs for gaming, etc., it's always been rising. Like it's just never really stopped, even like on bad years, console generations where people weren't interested, etc. Like it still kept growing. I so.
1: understand it kept growing, but I'm talking about like the reason why Call of Duty is because people were specifically buying these consoles just to play that game just for its multiplayer and that's literally all they had other than like that game and maybe one or two other sports games
0: well like i said the growing just acceptance of it but also because of online think about it like you spend what was an original 360 uh around that era you're maybe looking at what 350 500 i'm trying to remember what they were you know, you get that, it's easy, you plug and play, do the basic setup stuff, and you slap in, you know, oh, I got this Call of Duty game, and you play it, and you get the instant gratification, you're able to go online and all this stuff, and yeah, the online aspects, and I wouldn't even say easy use, the easy use wasn't always necessarily there, it seems easy to us because we're used to it. But it didn't really exist with, like, PC gaming. It doesn't matter. We've had online PC games since, like, the frickin' 80s. And these online communities existed, and there was these games. And there was even comp- there was competitive stuff. Like, I remember watching competitive stuff for frickin' SNES, you know? But yeah. it's honestly just, like, the ease of access to internet and uh, hardware, really. And then marketing obviously helps as a aspect of it you get, you know, word of mouth, everybody's like, oh, you know, the new Call of Duty, you know, all oh, this game's like, it's a modern setting, No nope, people really haven't done this, oh, you just get the console plug-in, play, you know, oh, you get to play with your friends all over the world, you know. Like, that definitely, definitely was part of it.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true, and especially during that time where there were a lot of form and stuff, but I guess it's just mostly that whole athletic Persona of like just being better than other people and just lording it over them, I guess.
0: I mean, as much as we want to pretend there wasn't an attitude of get good, honestly, playing in the online communities in the 90s and early 2000s, it was there. Now, the communities were, especially for PC gaming, obviously, were a lot smaller. So, it generally wasn't tolerated so much.
1: That whole, like, Alpha Gamer big dick energy thing.
0: Yeah, I was totally there. Like, totally. I remember running into plenty of people. I can't say I didn't do some of that, especially on some of my favorite games. But, like I said, just the general ease of access means the number of players are going to increase. And with the number of players, you know, you're going to have more of those people. And... I definitely think Call of Duty's kind of uh, definitely created some of that. I don't know if it's whether it's a self-sustaining loop where you get enough of these people that it starts affecting, oh, I don't know, I guess you'd call it the the zeitgeist or whatever you want to call it. The meta, oh. you know, the meta of thought. You know, it starts affecting it. But, you know, eventually that just becomes the thing. Like, the amount of salt and tryhards and just angry gamer moments like i've experienced playing uh i'm, I'm not Warzone. saying
1: call of duty created it oh no I'm, it, it I'm hasn't not...
0: that's not uh, that's what i'm saying is that you know i think it's definitely seen a marked increase and whether you know what the actual cause of that which i'm not actually blaming call of duty for you know i don't yeah like i said i don't know if it's just this, reaching a certain critical mass where it started affecting everything, and that mindset started becoming real, or what? You know.
1: Well, it's more along the lines of what I was trying to say before: is that that mindset was there, and it was always somehow teetering underneath, and somehow Call of Duty just reached those people, yeah, like maybe. the kind of people that you know always had this like highly competitive spirit, and they really weren't into gaming, but somehow they found these hyper-competitive game and wanted to just dominate in it.
0: I mean, that's part of it. It's just like playing a sport and you, know, you play for the competitiveness and the, you know, just the every aspect of it, really. Uh, remember also in that era, we, what were we looking at besides like the occasional like PC eSports thing that was kind of semi-starting again? Like, you know, you had a lot of, like, G4, Tech TV, and then G4 TV. I saw a lot of that for a lot of cool PC games. But around the oh, area, yeah. well, we'll look at what was coming out, though. We had another genre, we'll have to talk at some point. We had the MOBA. So you had Defense of the Ancients, Heroes of Newer, for you people who are old enough to remember that. Nah, and I then <laughs> and then League of Legends. And, well, we know exactly how those community well, League, anyway, since it's still around, we know exactly how those communities are and how people... You know, treat those games.
1: Yeah. That's true. It's. I mean, there's that. Always that. And I guess it's just hard to think about FPSs nowadays and just separate that whole, like, hyper competitive get good mentality from it. And granted, there are some classic, like, FPS games out there, but they don't really cater to the same crowd of people that you would find typically liking modern fps's now
0: i mean that's true that that style when we talked about that style's definitely been on the way out we went from a lot of you have to have you have to have single player it's unthinkable not to have it back in the 360 era to well we have x budget do a campaign whatever throw it in there but you know we need to focus on the multiplayer because we need to chase call of duty or You know, just the general trends at the moment.
1: Yeah. I mean, it also has to do with the fact that I guess the reason why I never really cared enough about this other stuff is because I don't really... I mean, I have ambition, but I don't really care about that whole big dick energy thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I played a lot of sports growing up. I actually did pretty much everything, really, when it comes down to it. But... I've like I've had the competitive side, but yeah, I've never I've never had like well, I have to be the best. I'm just like well I like the competition, and if I get semi good at it, well that's you know really on me frankly, but you know not to toot my own horn too much there, but that's you know yeah that's just it's part of playing the game, enjoying it, and being at least vaguely competitive. Now I mean, yeah.
1: I mean, that's hard to essentially say, considering how we both are. War gamers play a lot of that stuff and those games by nature when you're one on one extremely competitive. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I mean, the thing is, is that I when I play even Apex, I'm not playing <laughs> to be essentially. I mean, i number I'm playing one to battle be, royale, I mean, I am playing to win <laughs> And to be the number one, but I'm not planning to win, so I can literally kick somebody in the dirt to do it.
0: Yeah, I agree. And that's part of, you know, sportsmanship, which, not saying they lack like it, they don't. You know, I'm not going to be the old crusty guy and be like, oh, kids don't know sportsmanship, da 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 da. But, I mean part of that has kind of feels like it's been lost but that goes back to my point about there such a critical mass at this point that maybe it just seems like that you know maybe
1: well it... i mean it's it it the problem with it is that it's the lost the spirit of the game like you just need to learn to have fun doing what it is you're doing sure you're not winning especially when only one person can win on this battle royale but it's about a bit more than that is about challenging yourself tactically like situationally and especially in apex i feel like you know with use of abilities and all this other stuff i don't need to just i can do more to contribute to the team than just being able to aim really well
0: yeah that's that's definitely a big aspect i mean Hell, you know me, I love playing Lobos, so it's just like, oh, we're going to have all the best gear? Sure, let's do it, you know?
1: And, you know, and I just like dropping a bunch of grenades with views, because <laughs> I like things going boom.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking of that, what when it comes to first-person shooters, what are some of the stuff that you, you like to see, things you don't like to see?
1: I like innovation, like, oh, that, that reminds me, Bulletstorm.
0: Oh that was a uh... people can fly that, was a game. that yeah
1: that was a game it was very i mean and that was fun that was a fun first person shooter because they do crazy innovative kills and they have like not boring weapons i mean if there's there's a lot of critiques I can say by Apex, and one of them is that futuristic sci-fi weapons. Why the fuck are these like classic military guns? Jesus why Christ do, Why
0: do they almost all behave like modern weapons, except with a few exceptions? Yes, it's very
1: yeah, like God. Oh my God! Like I don't know. Maybe a little bit more imagination. I'm not saying break the goddamn bank, but you know. Maybe go in there a little bit, redraw some creativity a little bit. I I guess I can't say anything, but still I kinda just fucking buzzsaw guns or something. I don't know. I mean that's why I loved Unreal Tournament so much. Crazy guns. Is that so much to ask for?
0: Yeah, like I love that Unreal Tournament, uh tribes, just the guns all being really hyper power, and then you get crazy stuff like the disc launcher etc you know those those were a ton of fun uh if you ever got to play it avp the freaking multiplayer aspect where you had just you know wacky predator weapons and you had like the aliens with like their simple but you know interesting melee attacks and prompts and how you know just how those all work and then the marines with like their you know well unreal tournament guns kind of you know that was just you yeah. know Like, I really do like it. I agree, I really do like it when the guns are more than just basically hit statistics, stability, reload, etc. Like, that is the one thing that really makes these kind of games fun for me.
1: And I guess that's one of the reasons why I actually, and I keep coming back to why I play so much Resistance multiplayer, is how different the guns were in that game, especially with different size between, like, the... Aliens or whatever the fuck they were and (laughs) then like the human yeah I don't even remember they were like infection parasite thing it was stupid it was stupid but whatever the guns were actually because I always liked one gun that was like basically it's secondary is that you can fire a tracer tag on people and then you can activate it and up to a certain distance you can just fire randomly like next to them and then just fucking zones right onto them. So it's basically some kind of advanced Needler thing, but you know.
0: Yeah. Well, it also had it was... the uh, they had the homing gun. I remember that, but you also had the uh, X-ray sniper. Was that the one where you just like see through the walls and just shoot? Yeah, through yeah, them? yeah, yeah, yeah. They had X-ray <laughs>
1: snipers too in that game. That game and was underappreciated. Certain...
0: That game was. Cool. That was a it fun was... series.
1: It the one of the reasons why the multiplayer wasn't as good was just simply because the modes were a little bit stupid and the map design could have been retouched on a lot of them but clearly yeah they had it it was one of those games where incidentally there was a lot of creativity went into it but when it came to the actual like solid foundation of how to design a multiplayer fps their level design was lacking and their modes needed a little bit more balancing
0: yeah, that's honestly kind of how I felt about Killzone, the other Halo killer franchise Sony had in that era. Like, it was kind of the same thing, as that there were some really good ideas and execution was, the technical part, side of it was good, the actual execution was questionable, sometimes.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, and I think that's a little bit, a lot more underrated, which is level and map design, especially in like those multiplayer FPS games. Because that is also a lot more about... Uh, it, it's, it plays a lot more part in there than I guess we try to think about and realize.
0: I mean yeah, that's where you get classics like Blood Gulch from Halo, everybody loves, and then you go at the complete opposite end of the spectrum and well, people love it unfortunately. But you get shipment and call of duty where it spawn and die constantly because the map yeah. is so frickin' small and you have line of sight into people's spawns the majority of the time.
1: Yeah. And I guess well, I mean, going back into that, uh, the other I mean, I guess I would play more rogue company if I guess I just had more people to play with because the other problem with online gaming, especially a competitive one, is just dealing with like toxic, especially toxic strangers is annoying. But anyway, I like Rogue Company mostly because they actually very much put very differentiating statistics on their guns. So the guns just feel different just simply because of raw number changes that they do.
0: Yeah, I I love I've seen about that game I like. Um my only problem with this is it's still chained to like Epic or Origin or whatever. Epic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah, I just it's one it's one of those games that's heavily reliant on tactics and you realize if you're going up against anybody that's fully stacked team and isn't the remotely bit competent, you just get steamrolled. Especially when especially when for some reason or other you're the one person and everybody else when you're the one random on like a three stack and for some reason or another that three stack is just they're just really stupid. Like I don't know how, that's honestly the real reason why I stopped playing like Rogue Company especially when the game started going into the seasonal pass. how many times I got paired with Like stacked teams, and then they would just blast me for doing something over there, and I would just perform better than all of them, and they are just terrible. Like, I'm talking about they just go there and then just immediately die in the same place, getting killed the same way because they're always peaking the same way. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's... I would say that's something I dislike about honestly how games in general, but first-person shooters, I think are really guilty of this. So along with MOBAs, etc., is that the whole aspect of if you don't have a pre-made and you don't have communication, there's a good chance if you're not if you're just like flat out not like a hyper skilled player, there there's just a good chance you sh- you shouldn't play because it's going to be a miserable experience, like. I would take a team of people who are mediocre levels of skill, but can communicate any day over a bunch of toxic randos I don't know and I can't communicate with. No matter if they are so good they just carry me to victory. Like I wouldn't wanna I wouldn't wanna do it. It just wouldn't be fun
1: yeah especially when especially in apex when it's like that single person that that's fucking like every single time it's always a razor octane always pushing by themselves with their fucking ttv bullshit trying to get 20 kills or 4k damage and i'm like and then they're always like pinging or telling you to come along with them go like bitch if you want 20 kills of 4k damage then we can't be there helping you otherwise we'll take the damage from you that's not how this shit works
0: Yeah, we could get into the rise of (laughs) streaming tag players on freaking first-person shooters, but uh, I'd rather not get myself a hernia.
1: It's it's just, and 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 that's what I'm talking about, like the loss of like not just simply sportsmanship, but the spirit of the game. It's like, and the problem I have is that they're not doing this in ranked because the people that are trying to do this aren't even really that good. Because so they just stay in public lobbies doing this shit. I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah, that's the worst when you get the the wanna be pro, wanna be uh, major streamer, and then they just yeah, <laughs> that's always freaking bad. Like I can't tell you how many times we've we've just hunted these people down in Warzone just 'cause like yeah, that's a nice tag you have there, buddy. We're we're coming for you. Like... I don't
1: know, I guess it's just that whole like sort of like old man thing going on and it's sad, but it's like, you know, I don't want a bunch of these goddamn sweaty kids in here treating this like it's their next the start of their fucking esports career when I'm just trying to have fun over here.
0: Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> like I said, that is one of the worst aspects. It's really, really annoying. Uh but I don't know I mean as far as like the esports thing goes is it just me like just random aside is it me or does it feel like despite it seeming like it's everywhere it's, it seems like it's just dying like just completely yeah, and I, can't, I
1: wouldn't I... I mean okay well elaborate a little bit more on that
0: well I mean I see it a lot in a lot of things right And viewership fluctuates depending on what's hot, what's not, what's, you know, the personalities attached to it, etc. You know, but despite all that, the actual like, I don't know, the interest from like the players themselves and the audience, despite these numbers, for some reason, it just doesn't feel like it's there. Like, it just does absolutely not feel like it's there. It does not feel like the original early years and, I mean, not in PC game, but I mean, like we're talking the 360 era. It doesn't feel, the eSports thing doesn't feel like, say, early League. It doesn't feel like early Modern Warfare. It just does not feel like that. Like, despite the numbers, it just feels like there's, like, kind of apathetic, really. Like, it just feels like people are like, yeah, okay, eSports, whatever.
1: Well, I mean... I think if you go into like the fanatic fandom that you would get around these teams, you'll still find that.
0: Do they have fanatic fans though? I, you know, well, I I'd exactly I ain't exactly seeing jerseys I, for like the Overwatch teams or any it's Call of Duty teams or any of these League teams. So I. Don't... Uh, I mean,
1: yeah, I like that, but that, I mean, you also have to realize that this is America, and if you actually do go to other countries, you'll find a lot more. Devote fans and a lot more of that accepted a little bit more into the mainstream here in America. It's still very much difficult to separate to really have it become on the same sort of status as, say, like football. Well, I mean, not
0: even just a, I mean, when you say international, really the only one I think of that even like remotely is kind of like that is well really south korea like that's the yeah. only one i actually think of like in japan they're not they don't really do teams yeah, though yeah. it's personality based and even then it's yeah. in their very reserved way they do these things you know
1: well oh, yeah but um, well that's just how japan does
0: things yeah so. but i mean it's like south korea is like the that's it like that's the only one i can think of that's really that crazy like well you know I mean, wearing, wearing, I a, realize, wearing a FIFA jersey for your club is not the same as, like, you know, an eSports team, you know?
1: I guess, I mean, I guess that's true, but the thing is, is that when I think about eSports, I just think about streaming in general, and streaming in general right now is in a very good and popular place, and I say that because there's many people that can, that are gamers right now that don't play games, and they just watch them.
0: Yeah, which goes even further back to our discussion about what makes a gamer, is are you a gamer if you, you you, partic- you do participate, quotation fingers, and you pay attention, and you're interested and even involved in these things, but you don't actually spend a ton of time playing games, if at all.
1: Yeah. um, does
0: that make I you mean, a that's... fan, or does that make you a gamer?
1: I mean, that it, that becomes a very gray line. At, I mean, I don't know because, I mean, granted, some of those people don't play because they don't have the time and some of them don't play because they legitimately don't have the skill level. And I say that because, I, I mean, I had a friend, especially like right at like during high school, who would want me to come over and essentially she would watch me play Blaze Blue Continuum Shift on single player just for the stories and stuff like that because she was legitimately just not good enough that she couldn't even really beat the computer doing that stuff
0: I had a good buddy who, well, name, but he, he was a real good buddy and he would do that sometimes, sometimes he's just like, well I don't want to, even co-op, he's like, well I don't really want to do co-op or a competitive thing, I want to watch, you know I'm, I'm going to sit here and watch you play this and we talk, and I was like, okay That's not a big deal to me, man. Like, I would like to participate with you a little more in this thing, but, you know, it's cool.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's fine and everything like that, I guess. Eventually, I got it, and it's like, you know, you do your own thing. But it's just, to me personally, especially, especially, like, when I was a teenager, I never got the whole, like, I got watching trailers on, like, G4 and everything, and (laughs) just, like, wanting to play the game, but to do it under the pretense of never playing the game, I just didn't get that.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's an interactive media, even from the least interactive to the most interactive. So, I mean, I do have a hard time grasping it, because I do play these things. But then again, I also watch youtubers and watch not streamers so much i'm hardly on twitch the only time i'm on twitch usually is when i'm catching like a full broadcast of something that was on youtube or actually streaming whatever we're doing like yeah i i i get it i get it
1: i mean yeah sometimes i'm especially like recently i'll watch like clips of Of like Apex or even like Warzone, just to see people's like you know pretty decent plays and well good plays actually and stuff. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like I don't I don't watch let's plays or anything like that. I just don't have any interest in doing that.
0: Yeah, those are those are almost like. (laughs) Old school radio dramas, if anybody actually remembers what those are that that's like old that's like radio dramas to me is I'll put on like a let's play or something even if it's a game I'm like really interested in, I'll just put it on like my side monitor while I'm doing something else, like usually, if it's somebody who you know actually has a personality and is interesting to listen to and you know not even necessarily insightful commentary but decent commentary
1: uh, i I guess. I mean, people play for other, people play for personalities, they pay play when they want to see good players, they, I mean, they do a lot of reasons why they stream and listen to people and stuff like that. So but, what you're
0: saying is gamers, a land of contrast. Yes. <laughs> well, outside of all that silliness, which now we're going to have to call this... What are we going to call this? It's going to be FPS. It's more eSports than you think. FPS. Taste the eSports.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was supposed to... I mean, it still was just about FPSs.
0: Yeah, in the context (laughs) of eSports, yes. Yeah,
1: well, it's not really the... con. I mean, mean, it's really affected it.
0: Like, let's be real here, Till Doom 2016... Well, there was other games, because I don't want to just say that was like the be all end all till doom 2016 really we hadn't seen that kind of classic first person shooters gameplay <laughs> so i mean what else do you have you have multiplayer and that's competitive and then what's been the hot thing in the last 15 years or 12 years whatever esports yeah so
1: which i i don't know if that's good i mean it's not good or bad it's a thing it happened it's that's where it is
0: Exactly. That's like going back to communities. That's how I feel about it. It's regards to the critical mass, regards to the attitude, regards to toxicity, regards to all this stuff. It is what it is, and yeah.
1: I don't. I, I mean, I guess the only thing I would have to say about it is that you know, I, I mean, I have a lot of friends playing stuff with friends. I mean, like I don't like pub g but when it was popular and the, my friends like were playing it i played it with them despite the fact that you know i was terrible at it and i thought it was a bit slow paced even for me but i played it with them but and then after like that craze went and i was like hey um i guess trying to get some of one of them to play apex and i was like nah i don't I don't want to do any multiplayer games anymore, it's just too much toxic people out there, and it's was like, that's fair, I guess. Yep. Is it, like, Apex is a good game, but it's just, like I said, some people just don't want to deal with hyper-competitive environments where it's like, people are literally going to chase you across the entire map to spike kill you, because people
0: i mean that's my favorite thing to do but outside that like yeah that's i mean as i understand that attitude like i said it's i feel like that's the rise of these more narrative games like the uncharted and the reboot tomb raider doom 2016 and all this stuff this this is something for the people who aren't just into that anymore like they've gotten either burned out from it being 24 7 and the only thing on the market to you know
1: yeah yeah i mean so i mean that's just where fps's are right now it's yeah, just
0: unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it uh, it yeah I, I think the tide has definitely shifted uh regardless if you like these game, these more first-person oriented games that have been coming out, narrative kind of focused shooters, yeah, regardless if you, uh, you know, regardless if you like them or not, you know, it's something for everybody, I guess, really, when it comes down to it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just, there. I mean, if you're just looking for competitive gaming in general, it's not just FPSs. So there's MOBAs, strategic stuff, there's, there's, there's a huge swath out yeah. there right now.
0: Well, it's, you can definitely see that. That feels like the trend that the more competitive stuff is moving to that free-to-play model. Not all of them, and but it seems like they're kind of moving to the free-to-play model because you can get still get money from people who are interested in it. You have it's just open to more people, which probably honestly, if I don't think Apex would have survived, frankly, past, like, a couple seasons if it was pay. So no, Of course not. Yeah. So, it's, you know, they're they're learning on the competitive side of things, and what that leaves is you leave your narrative story-driven stuff, that you leave that to, uh, you know, be the games you actually pay upfront for.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, but as as, like, Call of Duty has shown, it's like, it's This weird area between, like, am I really paying $60 for a game that has, like, five hours of single-player campaign and then multiplayer? I
0: mean, the answer is no, because Black Ops somehow did not meet expectations, despite, like, the big drive on the whole story mode and... All the other stuff, the integration of Warzone and the multiplayer and everything, it and Zombies, it didn't sell as well. I say quotation fingers because they only made half a billion dollars, or what dumb number they made. You know, that wasn't good enough, apparently. Like, I mean, it is, it is on the decline, honestly. I think people are just kind of tired of it, regardless November if the game comes best. out new every year or what, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, in that regard, any number that's lower than what it was last year is going to be bad, so. Yeah,
0: well, welcome to capitalism.
1: Capitalism.
0: Reaganomics!
1: Ronald Reagan.
0: (laughs) So, (laughs) anyway. With the mention
1: of Ronald Reagan, that means it's time to wrap up the episode.
0: Yep, yep, we we can't go any lower than this. All right. you got anything, you got, uh... You got anything you wanna? Any projects? Anything you wanna talk about? You're doing right now?
1: Uh, I don't have time for personal projects right now. Really, just like, school and stuff like that. You know, it's like how it is. this is
0: your personal project now or something? Well, wow, go figure.
1: It it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, same. I'm outside of us doing casual streams for stuff. I'm not exactly doing anything else myself on that front. So, well, where can people find you, Tristan?
1: Oh, you can always just. Actually, just search for Tristan. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow,
0: yeah, well, that's, hey, that might hey, be a couple hey, results. Hey, uh,
1: hey, hey, just look for my full name, Caleb Tristan, on Twitter. Whoa, actually, whoa, You're gonna have, yeah, we're going
0: to have know. to R2D2 censor that shit. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, beep.
1: yeah, right? yeah oh, that's so probably
0: it. Docs now. I well, know, right? You can find me, like DJ. D2- oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it.
1: I, I mean, they, it's not like they know where where specifically I am, either. Oh, they're so. going to find
0: you. I, I can literally oh, Google God. you in like two seconds with just oh, that God. info and nothing else I know about you. You, you, you done goof. You're going to edit that whole section.
1: Yeah, well, you know how it is. You're going to have to put your full name out there anyway.
0: Hell no. Anyway, it's a good thing my full name's like 50 words long. But anyway, well, you, you can... You can find me at DJ Fancy on Twitter. I don't post. Maybe that'll change. Who knows? Uh, we have the Death by Pegasus Twitter as well. Death by Pegasus on YouTube. Uh, any suggestion, comments, reader mails, hot, hot fan fiction, you can email that to dbpod at gmail.com. That's dbpod at gmail.com. Um, outside of that, you can find this podcast hopefully youtube uh the good old apple marketplace android marketplace google market whatever dumb marketplaces for podcasts you can find it hopefully we'll see how that works out but i plan on uploading this to pretty much everywhere and with that we're out